0: What's going on boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We finally got him. John Hack joined Two White Lights for a 90-minute interview. That's right, 90 minutes of Hack you're going to get today. And I'm not going to lie, this is like a Two White Lights milestone. Um, I think really, really long-time listeners of Two White Lights know... Uh, I've been trying to get John Hack on for a while, especially in the early days when uh, I really fanboyed hard over him, and we got him on, and he gave us a very fun interview. It was a blast recording this. Um, It was a prototypical two white lights. Actually, maybe a little bit more different because we didn't talk about powerlifting as much as usual. Um, I mean, like the first 10 minutes, John Hack pretty much interviews me about me being Italian, which was fun and then you know going into German heritage and how you don't want to go too deep into the family history of Germans but uh I mean a lot of topics that didn't relate to Powerlifting but we still got into whether or not he believes he's the goat um the all-time GOAT, what he needs to do to obtain that status and also we have an interesting conversation between him and Taylor Atwood um some hot takes there uh we also get into some future goals he has also we bring back a two white lights favorite fuck Mary kill. We also have a two white lights favorite lifter rating, and this was just a very fun episode. Uh, we talk about a lot of things. It's a very it was entertaining for us, and if it's entertaining for us, usually it's going to be entertaining for the listener. So, thank you, John Hack, for finally coming on two white lights. But before we get to Captain America, I've got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to LeftLarBros com and get yourself the best powerlifting merchandise in sport. Hands down, best powerlifting merchandise, and they're just getting better. They're just getting started, actually, because I remember when we just first started with Leflore Bros, you got that, you know, nice design, but the evolution has been so incredible, and I've seen the future, and it looks good. It looks promising. Leflore Bros is going to make you look good from head to toe. Dad hats, t-shirts, tank tops, long-sleeve tees, joggers, shorts, Socks, they're going to make you look good. They're going to make you look great. They're going to make you look great no matter where you are in the gym, at a powerlifting meet, outside of a powerlifting meet, outside the gym, on the platform. They will get you looking great. Also, they support powerlifting. They've been doing great things for powerlifting recently, and they continue to get better. I am incredibly proud to be a Floor Bros. athlete and also have Two White Lights sponsored by them just to see the growth of this company. has been fantastic. And also, they got the best powerlifting discount code in the sport, 2WL15. So go on Leffler follow them on Instagram, and use that promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money at checkout, and I guarantee You will not be disappointed in their merchandise. Also, make sure you're going to lift on net and get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best, because it is quality. You're not just paying for a label. Paying for quality, so get yourself some knee sleeves, singlets, wrist wraps. Use promo code Angelo10 to make that purchase even more affordable. They have some of the most affordable equipment in powerlifting, and that promo code is just going to help you. So use that promo code Angelo10 and get yourself some stoic gear. Also, be on the lookout for a new colorway coming very, very soon. Also, go to notoriouslift.com and get yourself some no slip drip, notorious lift slippers. They keep coming out with colorways. They keep making lifters look good. They keep helping lifters get better at their deadlifts as well. I love me some Notorious Lift slippers. Make sure you're signing up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on a Drop. I'm telling you, they sell out quick. Also, I mean, Notorious Lift, me and John Hack talked about potentially, or and Steve Novi talked about potentially LED lights being attached to the slippers. Just think about it, you know, make those stonks go up a little bit. Um, get yourself the Notorious Lift slippers. Get on the newsletter. Get on it quick because they sell out. I know it's going to happen. You're going to see a color and you're like, man, I want that. It matches my gym attire. It matches my platform attire. And then it's going to sell out in your size and you're going to be mad. And you're going to look probably not as good on the platform, which was it's going to negatively affect your performance because looking good is like half the battle. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter and get yourself some notorious lift, no slip grip slippers. Also, go to Freshly.com. Hey, powerlifters, eat healthier. That's what we got to start doing. That's what athletes got to start doing, if, especially for if professional athletes like a lot of these powerlifters are. Start eating healthier. Go to fleshly.com. Use promo code ANG-AFF to get yourself some really healthy, macro-friendly meals. You can get yourself a whole week's of meals. Use that promo code ANG-AFF, and you'll save actually a lot of money when you do that. Eating healthy is good, so make sure you guys are doing it. And use that promo code ANG-AFF. I'm telling you, you guys are going to want to start actually having meals. Powerlifters have a bad tendency to have, like, sour patch kids before the workout. And it's not good. It doesn't feel good. It, I, I don't know. I don't like the trend of it. Use promo code ANG-AFF to get yourself some freshly meals. I'm telling you, you, got some fresh stuff there. And it will help your performance. Whenever you eat healthy, it helps your performance. Also, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It actually helps us quite a bit when five-star ratings are given and also reviews. Make sure you're subscribing on twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Ooh,
1: baby, I like.
0: And as promised, we got with us today, IPF world champion, USAPL national champion, world record holder in the 90 kilo weight class, 100 kilo weight class, and formerly the 82 and a half kilo weight class, the runner up of meme maker of the year on two white lights, Winner of the Lifter of the Year and USAPL Amateur, John Hack, finally on Two White Lights. How are you, man?
2: I'm doing well. Honestly, I'm still sour about not winning the meme account of the year, so I've, I've tried to kind of bring my game up a little bit.
1: Well... well as we dis- as we discussed squat meme deadlift mean to us more than anyone and we can be bought we are very open about the All ability right, well, to buy our awards I'll so you obviously hand. you did some you did you, uh, okay. you, you had the the angelo fortino uh the uh, ruining the the flex podium but uh, if you sneak in a couple more we, we might be okay. more adept to, to letting you sneak in for that for that win next year
2: okay does that uh does that extend to also meaning like shogs i feel like he's a very memeable person and as your as his coach it kind of like is related a little bit very i, I would count that i could go okay. with that all right mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make it related to him being coached <laughs> by you somehow
1: perfect all right that's perfect but also
0: i got it now going into 2022 you're in the lead because after the meme you posted about us we got like 120 followers so like oh shit yeah you. <laughs> yeah um, you, that that you clouded the fuck out of us. Like you re- now, now, you're now you're in the lead. Like money is one thing. Like giving us money is like the number one thing, and then clout is definitely two. Then just publicity is three. Like you have definitely that. I'm like that meme. Was like perfect. I was just looking yes. at my phone all day. I'm like, fuck yes, king of the lift. Watch out. <laughs> we're, we're just we're just wrapping up the follows here, and um, yeah, it was it was it was appreciated. So you're in the lead right now. You've already stepped your game up.
2: I appreciate it. Yeah, as, well, as, as far as, like, uh, a piloted podcast goes, I'd say, like, you guys and uh, Massonomics are my favorite ones to listen to.
0: Well, I just came. That pretty much just made me come. <laughs> that, that, well, I, I would, I'm, By the way, we do quote graphics. That's it. That's yep, a quote, that's a quote graphic. We're no hot take. That's, yeah, that's going to be you. Just no matter what we talk can, about today, we're quoting that.
2: You can even, like, crop out the Massonomics parts to just <laughs> keep it as the two white
1: lights. Well, I was telling Angelo, I've been shocked that we can't, we haven't gotten you on yet, and it's been so long, because I can guarantee this podcast has the best spaghetti policy of any podcast there is. <laughs> this is a pro-Italian podcast that's partially maybe sponsored by Barilla, and I figure you put a high priority on podcasts that do have a very open spaghetti policy.
2: You know what? Now that you say that, I think I have to do every podcast eating spaghetti out of a Ziploc bag. <laughs>
0: i'm i'm upset you haven't i am upset you haven't bought it out uh for this one but yeah um uh pro yeah pro spaghetti podcast we were once we're in between pasta sponsorships right now Barilla's kind of soured on me but uh, <sighs> but they after they sent me the care package they were just like all right we gotta leave this fucking guy alone he's way too annoying like when- you gotta,
2: you gotta utilize your gobbledygook <laughs> heritage
0: well yeah i they i mean we made enough memes about it and people and like barilla actually sent me something like a representative from like (laughs) like the in in (laughs) illinois sent me something and they were like okay you're gonna stop though right like you're gonna stop with like us trying to get sponsored because i was like in their lives like barilla went live making pasta and i was just like constantly spamming the fuck out of it
2: God, do you know uh was it olive gardens like all you can eat um dealer, whatever they had. I don't know if they still have it, but like you get, you got like a card for the year and you could go like every day and just all you could eat, pasta. I had a friend that he ate it so much they, like he's a pile after and he bulked up and they basically sponsored him by giving him a card because they're just impressed by how much pasta he ate. <laughs> that,
0: that's awesome but if I got sponsored by Olive Garden it'll probably ruin my reputation as an Italian person. <laughs> Like Italians would I, fuck I'm not.
2: Off. Ba- I'm not a big uh, Olive Garden guy. I think I've only been there two or three times.
0: Yeah, I've. I've never. I've never went into an Olive Garden in my life.
2: What, what's your go-to like pasta?
0: Good question. Good. Good question. Uh, um, uh, pasta carbonara, probably, and then or pasta alabac.
2: I know some of those words. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: again,
1: this is how how good of a spaghetti policy we have that angelo can i'm not a good italian i don't know those either Uh,
0: well those are i I know lasagna
2: and alfredo
0: or are you talking about just the actual pasta itself or the like the dish of pots of pastas like, uh, I get, about, like, I got, I don't know, like what is, kind
2: of, what kind of sauce, what kind of noodles? That's like what I think of as pasta.
0: Yeah, no, that's like all over the place then with me. Cause Cabanara and, uh, Alavac is, is a bit Italian American-y, but like any fish sauce is fucking like amazing.
2: But oh, you I do like a fish sauce.
0: Yeah. You can't like going to a restaurant. It's hard. Like it's really hard because it's, it, you might not get like the right, like combination of everything. And okay. it's always better when someone when someone just kind of home cooks it. So that's why it's a little hesitant to for me to like order that. But yeah, that's that that's probably like my favorite. Uh and that's pretty authentic to Italians is the uh is any sort of like fish sauce.
2: How how like Italian are you? Is like is it like pretty in your family or like do you guys have like your big family gatherings like uh Jersey Shore where they like make oh. crazy matzo of food and stuff like that?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm glad you compared our heritage to Jersey Shore. That's uh, not offending any of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my oldie.
2: Yeah. Rocky Balboa. He's yeah. pretty cool Italian. All right.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, that's pretty much our entire heritage. Uh, mob you,
1: movies. For a Sopranos uh, reference, like yeah. a, a comparison, Sopranos comparison would be Angelo's go to.
2: In fairness, like last, uh, maybe like in the past six months, I, I started rewatching uh, some Jersey Shore just to uh, have on in the background playing video games. And That's good. I, I, I'm always amazed at their family. They're like the gatherings of, and the food they make and everything with like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would be pretty similar. Like both my parents are from Italy. Um, I'm first generation Italian. And then, yeah, like when we have a family gathering, like we have a pig roast every year. That's kind of like the big uh, family gathering. It's just a shit ton of people. And it's funny, like, uh, an event of, like, 35 people is a very small family gathering. That's, like, a birthday. Because we all have, like, six kids. That's crazy. Yeah. So we have that, <laughs> and then the uh, the Christmas Eve, too, we have to, like, separate it. It's, like, we can't have a... We can't combine Christmas Eves, because there'll be, like, 40 people, and that'll be an insane amount of money. Already on top of Christmas, so we have to, like, separate all that shit.
2: So, like, my... Uh, up to my like grandparents, we would get together for Christmas, and that's maybe like holidays went on. That's I think there's so my, my dad has six brothers and sisters, and I think there's like 13 cousins, so it's like 20, 25 people at it. But if you go like one generation further, my great grandmother, when she passed away, she had 110 grandchildren. Damn, so like, so like the family, the Brunner family reunion is always. Uh an event.
0: Yeah. That's fucking sick though. Family Family reunions are pretty amazing. Like the pig roast every year for the fall is an incredible thing. Like is they also invite people so my brother in law does it, shout out Sal papora Uh my brother in law does it and he like invites people around the town as friends and shit, and then they get to see like an Italian family like interact with each other and they're always like somewhat frightened. Of like what they see too, like you have a little fucking kid like eating a piece of the pig's ear, just walking around with it, like chewing on it, because like we told them it's it's like the best part of the pig, and you have like a six year old like chewing on it. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people?
2: <laughs> I like to think that kid just thinks he's the king of the <laughs> the gathering at that point.
0: Yeah, once you get the ear, once you get the ear, you're pretty much goaded. Speaking of ghosts, I'm trying, I'm, spe-
2: speaking of- I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, my heritage, like, so, I'm mostly German. I'm trying to think of, like, my heritage has anything <laughs> closely related you to might, that. You
0: might not want to dig too deep into that.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: you might want to, like, this, let's just maybe keep it at a uh, Oktoberfest, okay. let's, and let's, let's stop there.
2: Yeah. It's
0: not let's not go past 1960 or something because it might. Get- that, that's exactly
2: the year I was good, I was picking, picturing in my head too. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like going to say the exact same thing. Like, we'll, we'll go back to 1960. We will give ourselves a 60 year range.
0: Yeah, if you go into 50s, like, you might get some aftermath there. It might be a little bit too close to the 40s. So, like, let's just stick stick to the 60s. But um, but uh, I'm by the way, I'm sure like all the listeners right now are like, fuck yes, they got John Hack on and they talk about pasta potential uh, (laughs) uh, fucking italian stereotypes and um like going on uh nazi jokes so that's that's a that's a perfect start i
2: I just hope i don't get like canceled for the uh comparing you to jersey shore now
0: (laughs) oh you can make fun of italians all the all you want no one will give a fuck if you're like yeah if you're just you can You can do the stupid fucking voice. Be like, oh, what's up, Angelo? Hey, fuck you. (laughs) And people will be like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, all right, that's horribly offensive to people. But, you know, what if I did that to another person? Like of a different race. Just went up to them and did their voice. They'll be like, okay, get the fuck out of the room. You're insane. You're an insensitive fuck. But, no, you can do that to Italians all you want. Italians just sit there like, all right, cool.
1: Yeah, they sit there like this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and also like when my family it, it, watches live streams it's just fucking pasta emojis all over the place they just see the pasta emojis and they see like oh Super Mario came to deadlift today or something or they, <laughs> they're just like <laughs> what,
2: what, is, what would you say is like the most like stereotypical like Italian attire because I think you should do the next pro series weigh in in that um,
1: you almost kind of did at the pro series that's
0: a good point Gold. The gold key he, he wore it. Yeah. Well, the the thing. All right. So actually, what you were wearing at hybrid for uh award ceremony? If you just think oh, yeah. that a black Adidas sweatsuit, like Italians invented that shit. Like that is the black Adidas sweatsuit is like the most Italian attire you can get.
2: Yeah, I, I think red. I think red is a little bit more like Russian.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a little more hip hop, a little more like like inner city subculture, but like a black Adidas sweatsuit or a dark blue one, that's pretty fucking in your face Italian. Right. Like it's embarrassingly Italian. Like if you have like an older relative, they'll wear that and be like, oh, "Fuck, he's wearing that out again." Shit. <laughs> and uh, you got to and you know you got to unzip the you got to unzip it down a little bit and then you got to get the chain going too. That's like that's
2: that I body. thought about getting a chain like last minute. I was like, "Damn it! I should have done the chain."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you should have. You should make all of your medals into a chain. You should melt them into a into. I, a... I don't
2: know where all my medals are. I, I usually throw them away. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep like the the plaques that are like best lifter overall. But usually, if it's like first place for like a weight class, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, I don't. I don't keep them or anything. I'm totally, just like John Hack. <laughs> <laughs> I all right. This is gonna be kind of a stupid question, but I've had this conversation before with like Atwood and Amanda Lawrence. Like, how how do you kind of stay in the motivated like mindset? Because you've been on top for a really long time, and then you kind of just said you threw away medals. Like, is it is it something that you like struggle with? Like, do you have to challenge yourself in doing other things because? the success is pretty prominent in your powerlifting career
2: uh no because i'm still i still don't see myself as solidified like a goat status i think obviously like i'm in the conversation but i would i would say ed cohen's still ahead of me and so i still want to keep pushing and do more milestones like the thousand kilo at 90 kilo stuff like that to kind of build my resume Okay. And on top of that, anytime I see, like, a comment saying, like, oh, Atwood is the GOAT, it, as a very competitive person, that <laughs> pisses me off, <laughs> and it makes me motivated again. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I mean, that kind of takes away, like, 90% of my questions. But I um, <laughs> was about to be like, do, do you consider yourself the GOAT? And you don't compared to Ed Cohen. What's your rationale behind that?
2: Um... He just did it for so much longer and I I think the sport's bigger now, so it's harder to be as dominant as he was back then. Mm-hmm. But um like he was just it just seemed like he was on a whole nother level, like even past where I'm at and meets where he was being like super heavyweights.
0: So so then what would you have to do in order to take that away from him? Is it a longevity thing, or is there numbers like, if you do this, like, yeah, I, I think I consider myself the GOAT?
2: Uh, I definitely think I'd have to out-total his like, 24 whatever his uh, biggest total was. I think if I could do that raw, or maybe with wraps at some point, I think that would be um, a pretty good statement. And then, yeah, longevity as well.
0: So, is, is that why you're Thinking about staying at 90 kilos is to get that 1K at that weight class?
2: Yeah, and then uh, I just feel like I can do more, so might as well just keep pushing it at 90 kilos. I, like, I think going 800, 600, 900 at 90 would be, a, like, one of those another milestones that would just kind of add to the resume. All
0: right, so then, like, let's that's, that's go – because like, having the conversation about Ed Cohen's hard. It's, like, it's seriously like the LeBron-MJ debate because it's they're playing in different eras – then people are like, well, maybe if LeBron wins, like, six rings or something, then he's better than Michael Jordan. And very similar. It's really hard to kind of compare the two, you and Ed Cohen, but you mentioned Taylor Atwood. Now, do you consider yourself in the higher status as far as GOAT status? as him right now?
2: Um, That's tough. Like, I think <laughs> it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to say without, like, sounding a total douche.
0: Yeah, this is uh, the this this segment called uh, Headline Grab. So okay <laughs> I, so whatever you say here is going to be after we put you this is one of your favorite podcasts to listen to i'm going to put this one right after <laughs> uh,
2: i th- I think I've done more uh I- i've I've accomplished like a wider range of uh, platforms in the sport, and I think that kind of lends to um what I think is a better um Argument for being the goat of current, like I've I've won worlds or IPF worlds, nationals a couple times, uh, and set records on the untested side. Um, and, I mean, obviously he's one of the best of all time for tested lifters, but <laughs> it always drives me nuts when people compare my my tested numbers to his current numbers. I'm like, hey, I was competing at 23 and I outlucked him, so. Shut up.
0: <laughs> well, that that is a good point to make. Like that is uh, one of these things that uh, people don't realize. It's and also when you take into time and consideration too. It's the sport progresses. So the numbers at the time where you told I think it was what eight thirteen um, yeah. at an eighty three that was ridiculous. Like we were looking at that like a, a very similar to a Taylor Atwood eight hundred kilo performance. I do think that eight the eight thirty eight he posted up is I I think the the best powerlifting performance I've ever seen um, because I don't think anyone was really expecting that. But time is an important factor in that. Like, you did it at a time where no one was even coming close to doing that shit, and you did you, it, compete with him at meets and were, were able to beat him. So, And then since then, it's not like you fucking you just stopped. <laughs> you, Yeah. You <laughs> elevated it, like, so incredibly to a point where it's it's unbelievable on the untested side, which is actually a really difficult accomplishment because that's where the boundaries are pushed to the highest and you've outpushed those boundaries.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think, like, um, it's just kind of not a fair comparison to compare my numbers as a tested lifter at 23 to his lifts currently at, was he, 32, I think? Mm-hmm. Something I like that.
0: Something around there, yeah.
1: Yeah. So with... We're comparing tested versus untested, I mean, there's a pretty decent difference in kind of how the meat goes for you. Because it's kind of in your untested side, but then like at the hybrid, you didn't even have your best meat. and You still kind of easily won versus we're looking back at the, the epic showdown of Brett Gibbs versus John Hack that still is the, the legendary IPF matchup. How do you compare the like the act of competing in those two situations like did you do you feel like you enjoyed one more than the other or is there a different mindset you had in one versus the other
2: um uh, I, don't, I don't know if i compare. i like one more than the other cuz oh, so, i'll say i i like competing at uh worlds more than i did at hybrid this year but comparing like uh the showdown where i hit like my i don't know my personal best meet ever. Um, that was a very fun day. So it's it's really hard to compare the feelings of both of those. Um, I would say as a the competitive side, digging deep to hit that, that that third deadlift to make Brett make a jump that was too big was um, it's it's a feeling that's hard to describe. So. But I do think that like coming from an IPF background and like having to know how to do attempt selections and um, warm up way more efficiently and all that other uh, variables that come with going to like IPF worlds, uh, I think that has afforded me a very good advantage in the untested side. So I'd say as far as like attempt selection goes, I would put myself like a the higher end of um, taking intelligent uh, weight jump or uh, attempt selections for the untested side.
1: I almost argue you made an influence around all of untested because of that. Um, I still would say untested has overall the best attempt selection. But before you coming over, it was atrocious. Like you took, you you took your third attempt on your second. And then you probably, a lot of times you go four for nine. You consider that a good meet. I feel like in general, maybe it's just like you, Jamal, Blake, and a lot of people coming over too. It's definitely improved. And I think, I feel like you were part of that shift because they saw you come over and dominate and be like, oh, John actually hits lifts and then he wins the meet. That's actually a really good idea. Maybe I should do that as well. And I feel like other people have started kind of shifting towards that and maybe opening their minds to, like, uh, these natty boys actually might know what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I think it was definitely a, a combination of, like, like uh, I was going to say, definitely, it, was, it wasn't just me, but also, like, Jamal, um, Yuri Belkin's an IPF guy, Blake Leahy, um myself, like, four guys that are all at the top of the sport. Uh, we hit attempts, well, Blake has been iffy sometimes. <laughs> he he was he was actually probably even more iffy
1: on when he was USAPL than untested.
2: That's true, but he's just so strong. Yeah, he was that guy that I I I figured he was going to be the guy to hit the two K because I was just like you know if he hits <laughs> if he hits his times he's there. Yeah, and uh. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I think, and that just trickled down where like other people kind of saw how we did, think, conducted ourselves on meet days, and um, I think also just the um, like back in like 2015 when uh, it was a lot more like science based training, I'd say, in the USAPL side. I think it was just lagged behind in the untested side, whereas back in like 2012, 2015, that range it was just like, hey, how much trend can I take to put on more, more. uh Pounds on the squat bar or whatever, and then uh, you kind of hit a wall with that. And now it's hey, I I could take the drugs, but I also have to learn how to train and recover and actually uh, perform.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it's no surprise that you see. I think right now the top five guys, I think three or four of them will. I think yeah, I think four of them are like easily the USAPL lifters or the former USAPL lifters. With you at the top, yes. Blake. Dimal, Yuri. Um, I throw Chad Penson in the mix too. Um, he's not a former USAPL lifter, or I mean, I think he's done one USAPL meet, but I wouldn't. I don't. He wouldn't call himself like a legit USAPL lifter. Um, and I, 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 there's reasons for that. Like, and it's funny because you mentioned 2015. If you just take a time machine, be I mean like, all right, this is what's going to happen in 2020. Hack is going to be the best untested lifter by far. Like, I people will be like, wait, over Lillabridge. Like over those guys, like are you are you, are you yeah. for real? And it's like, and then you look and it's like, shit. Now it's all the <clears throat> former USAPL lifters in that conversation, and like the the lasting power hasn't been great from the top lifters in, since 2015.
2: No, it seems like uh, untested guys have like a like a five year kind of span of being on top. So I'm ho- hoping I can extend that.
0: Yeah, I. I think so. I mean, and that would, like, that's the Ed Cohen thing, right? The longevity of his career is something that we talk about, and I think um, you're well on the way of that, and I think that smart training and the smart attempt selections and how you approach things is going to get you there.
2: Yeah, and I know, I know like, um, the kind of dosages those guys were taking, and compared to what I do myself, I feel like I have a lot more uh, – I'm not pushing my body to the limit like they were.
0: Well, I, I I think you might be sick of answering this question, but you just haven't said it to me and on two white lights yet. So changing from USAPL to IPF to the untested side, what exactly was the motivation for it? I have an idea of it, but, you know, this is this is the first time I've uh, interviewed you. So I, I got to hear it from you.
2: Yeah, so uh, honestly, like, going into world, I think I even told Joey, like, hey, if I win... I'm probably not coming back to the USAPL. Like I'm, it was kind of just uh, I, I. I always jumped around federations, and I kind of just wanted to compete against whoever the best was in the weight class. It didn't matter if they were drug tested or untested. And, and at the time, it was just it was Brett, so that's who I wanted to beat. And then after, if if I beat him at that meet, my plan was to go on and try and beat someone else in the 181 weight class. And so. One Worlds, and at the time, there wasn't really any, another like -er. Um, 181-er. There there wasn't like an alternative in the untested side where like all the best people would be at the meet, so I just decided I was going to stay in USAPL, so I did nationals, and then the current got announced with uh, huge payouts, and it kind of brought all the top untested lifters together, and on top of Potential of winning that amount of money, it became a pretty easy choice to uh, try and do that meet. And i will going to be honest, I, I actually was planning on maybe, like, alternating every other year, like, do – because uh, I stayed natural until 2018. Mm-hmm. So I was planning on going, like, I do Kern one year and then do ipf Worlds the next. But they told me that because of the timing of the Kern, my – one-year suspension for competing outside the IPF would still be going on when they made the team selections. So I wouldn't be able to get selected for the, like, so if I competed at 2017 Kern, I wouldn't be able to do the 2017 or 2018 Worlds. Speaking Um, of Worlds, if you were to put yourself
1: in the situation right now, what would motivate you more, the thought of Worlds or the potential of what you see with the USAPL Pro Series?
2: (sighs) That's actually a really good question. Um I think uh like if I was in like Russia suit Russia Russ's shoes, I would definitely uh go USAPL because I feel like he's done more than enough in the IPF to prove his point. And uh it's clear that the best eighty three kilo or 82 and a half kilo guys are here in the US right now. So the competition is just so much better winning a winning nationals is almost more impressive than winning worlds at this point for an 83. Yeah, for sure. And and the money, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of money,
1: you still have a full-time job. Are you close yet to w- how many meets you win, um, to being a, the first ever professional power lifter who can just live off of prize money?
2: Um, I mean, I could, like, I, I just don't know if I'd want to, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do for, um, <laughs> During the day I'd be Jersey, just, Jersey Shore all day every day yeah you can only watch so many movies
0: <laughs> well I beg, I beg to differ I mean if I just just like I could probably find movies that I haven't watched before and if I got paid to kind of just sit there and do it like I may, my might, might opt to take that decision there but um, what I I never knew what, what do you what do you do full-time
2: so uh, I study chemistry and I work as oh, okay. um, a chemist for like industrial laundry plants. So I basically go into these big plants and process millions of pounds of laundry and I just test the water, make sure they're getting the, pr- the proper uh, pH and oxidation and all that fun stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. We can, we can uh, definitely make a, uh, a long conversation on what you just described there. That, that, I don't want good. to. It's pretty boring. Yeah, like yeah, that would like all the listeners would be like, "Fuck yes!" Let's let's talk more about that. You started off with pasta. Now let's finish off with <laughs> with, this
2: job. with with chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go get my whiteboard. So I can draw out some uh, <laughs> some molecules.
0: Um, here's another stu- a potentially stupid question: When you go into like a powerlifting meet, or say like the Arnold Expo, and like with the group of powerlifters, is it like? An amazing feeling, just being like, "Man, I'm fucking stronger than everyone here, and it's not even close."
2: Um, I don't know. I try not to think about that. I, like, <laughs> but, but, but like you think about, I would it, say like yeah. one time it was a. Uh, uh, do you know what EDC is?
0: Is that EDM stuff? It's like it's,
2: it's yeah, it's like a the huge festival. there's like 150, 000 people or something like that at it. <laughs> and someone's like, "Hey, man, there's a pretty good chance you're like the strongest guy here." I kind of thought about it. I was like, damn, there she is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so like, or, or like a NFL football game when you're in like a stadium and be like, oh, I'm pound for pound the strongest guy in this building right now. It's, that's always a kind of cool. Feeling.
0: See, see, all right. So you do think about it. Like I just was, for some reason, I put myself in your shoes once. I was like, what if you just walked into a room and just like I looked at all these power things like I'm fucking, I'm the, I'm the best one here by far. This is a pretty good feeling. I don't know. One of those like dumb thoughts that go through my mind.
2: (laughs) I'd say like every once in a while, I kind of have that thought like, wow, like how did I get here? (laughs) Yeah, like I'm I'm living my dream. (laughs) Not many people could say
1: that. (laughs) I got the idea for how we make powerlifting mainstream. Somehow we need to get you to an L.A. Rams game. Have you be cocky that you are the strongest person in the entire stadium over Aaron Donald. Have Aaron Donald challenge you to a strength competition. You beat Aaron Donald, and then that will be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would happen, yeah, but the fact be, is, you, I mean, Aaron Donald, if Aaron Donald powerlifted, he'd probably be the greatest powerlift in the world, but he doesn't, so therefore, you are stronger than him.
2: Yeah, I've wanted to uh, try and slide in. Uh, I, I haven't done it yet, but I've thought about like, sliding like Austin Eckler's DMs because he's like... Really big on being like a pound for pound, one of the strongest guys in the NFL. And he's like super into lifting and all that. So, and he's an LA Chargers guy. So, I think it'd be a a fun workout with him.
0: Do it. Yeah, that's like, I I think you should, like, I think you must do it. I think he'd probably
2: read it and just be like, who's this loser that wants, like, hey, man. You want to work out with me?
0: Uh, I, I don't I think there, I think he gets a, I don't know I think that's actually a pretty I think pretty if I I, I think
2: if I could get my blue check mark on Instagram, I think it would like work out so much better.
0: Wait, you have you have you uh, and um, have you tried? I have. I have to, <laughs> I, Full disclosure, because I don't. Yeah, it's not. I didn't do that. to Putting on a spot. I have two, which is obviously more ridiculous that I asked for one. And like John Heck, I was just like one day I was like, why the fuck not? Like, let me try this thing out. Like, I was really trying to lean into the professional powerlifter thing. So it was like, <laughs> if I was one of the first guys to get the blue check mark, like in the USAPL, that would be fantastic.
2: I'm surprised someone like Russ doesn't have it.
0: Yeah, I saw the criterias of it. It's like a like public appearances or something or something where you see seen in like different media outlets.
2: I've done and... a few, uh, I've actually done a few magazine interviews recently, so maybe I could.
0: Yeah, do it. We need that. We need the blue check marks. Like, people were asking me, like, you should, like, try to, like, help powerlifters get blue check marks. I'm like, it's funny, though, (laughs) because I was in the process of getting my blue check mark. And my girlfriend was uh, really like, yeah, do it. Like, this will be good for your business and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah. And then you just, like, do it, and you slowly realize you're not famous at all. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a pathetic thing, like, going and, like, typing it out, like – I just feel like I'm not famous right now, and uh, this this uh, this questionnaire is kind of proving it, and that's why they have it. So not it really like, brings it down to
2: earth. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, man. It's like, I guess, I guess that, that one time hard. getting recognized at Walgreens at two a.m. really, <laughs> really doesn't matter to Instagram.
0: Yeah, I will tell them that story though. I will tell Instagram <laughs> that story. Like, well, one time I was at a restaurant and someone recognized me. Like really, like yeah, one time it was pretty fucking amazing. So you guys should probably get that blue check mark on me. But uh oh. I think
2: I, I also have like five strikes against my account for memes that they did not find as funny as I did. So what? that might also be <laughs>
0: what? What meme could you possibly post that's cancelable from the Instagram thing? I don't. I don't
2: try to think of which ones. So actually, one of them was because I iced uh, Chad Penson after the um, the Kern. Mm-hmm. And I posted it, and I was like, let this be a warning to you that, like, if you beat me, I'm going to ice you. And they're like, this is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> so they took that down. And then there was another time I was, uh, I was walking Andy and Kimmy's dogs, and I took a picture of them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to steal your dogs, ha, <laughs> ha, And they're like, we don't condone stealing, so they took that down. That's a strike against my count. Damn.
0: Um,
2: Powerlifting is bad. Like another...
0: power bad boy here. Threatening not to steal dogs and ice people, you are. Yeah, that's a menace to society. Pretty much. I I have now a different opinion of you now that you told me those things. <laughs> that's fair. Yes, <laughs> I'm safe.
1: Uh, no, not right now. Uh, I had something I forgot about it.
0: Okay. Well, I could I could uh, then bring it to here. I did this when Russ was on, Noriega was on, and Joey Flex. Actually I didn't do it with Joey Flex. I want to save this one. We used to do fuck Mary Kill on two white lights at will because I was the only one doing the interview and I played fuck Mary Kill with Russ, making it Joey, Sean, and you. And then I played it with Sean, doing the opposite order obviously. Mm-hmm. If I did fuck Mary Kill, Joey, you or um Joey, Sean and Russ, what is your fuck Mary Kill?
2: Joey, Sean, and Russ. I, I'd marry Russ. I feel like he probably makes the most money.
0: Oh, you're, uh, you're you're a gold digger, huh? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: God I did. I did not. He's a he's a
2: pretty that. man. He's pretty man. Oh, yeah. Too.
0: I know, of course. But I'm like, you said money first. Yeah. Uh, that's that's your one thing, which makes sense, right? You you went to the, you went to the other and, side and side. I feel
2: like he has the most like positive attitude. Like he, has the, he has the most uh, good energy. Are you, saying like, Sean's, are
0: you saying Sean's negative?
2: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? I didn't Sean, Sean comes with a lot of baggage, I feel like. A lot a lot, a lot of controversy around being in a relationship with him, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'd have to worry about him posting his opinion on Instagram getting canceled every other week, you know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I, I'd fuck Joey. I mean, we had our good times, okay. And uh, I guess I'd have to kill Sean. All right, I uh, it's actually cool. really funny because that, like, you do this because we also do this on our podcast that we haven't done in like a <laughs> year. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like anytime the it's been like Sean, Russ, me as fuck Mary kill. because that's like a very common one for as for I'm yeah. always getting fucked, and I'm like, you know, what? I'll take that. I'd marry, but you. Uh, <laughs> I asked uh, or someone asked Briani. Uh, fuck Mary Kill with, it involved me and uh, I can't remember who the other people were, but she said she'd marry me and I was really, I was really moved by that. That was the first time anyone picked me for Mary in the, the yeah. fuck Mary Kill game.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I just thought about it. I think a good one for that one would be FMK with Steve only angelo Fortino, and someone else, and see if you could kill both of us. That'll probably be an option. <laughs> for- <laughs> That'll be, probably be probably an option. For her.
2: <laughs> when, when are you going to get the wait? Did you guys do a podcast with them?
0: No, I asked, and that I my DM got thrown up on. This. You had Joe on
1: before, but <laughs> yeah, that me, was before Joe, that I and- said something, and you yeah. got blamed for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, me and Joe were always very cordial. Um, I did ask Brianni, like in the whole thing, like I, you know, I would love to have you on the show, like to talk about this, and I, you can just call me an idiot on Two White Lights and see, like, here's why you're wrong, and uh, that didn't happen. But also, like, I didn't. I didn't take too kindly of like having that DM being screenshot and put on her story. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was very nice by <laughs> saying that, but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, if someone wants to ask, I be entertaining. I think that'll be a fantastic one of just like her saying like, I'd kill both Sean and An- or uh, Steve and Angelo, and like, I don't <laughs> even care about this game as long as they're both fucking dead. That's uh, <laughs> that's all right by us.
1: Well, was it the the office Dwight Schrute, He was just gonna line them all up, and one bullet goes through all three heads,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> or something like that. When he had to do the FMK for like Hitler and some other people,
0: oh, yeah, and know, Toby, it was yeah.
1: Toby Hitler and something else. He'd yeah, just I'll, kill them all I'll, with one
0: I'll, shot, yeah. I'll, I'll shoot, I'll shoot Toby twice. That's pretty much, I mean. oh, yeah. I mean, really, if you just did that for me, anyways, he'll be like, yeah, I'll shoot Angelo twice, and uh, that'll be that, but. <laughs> Um, that's, so yeah, the, well, uh, so funny you bring the fuck, Mary kill thing up, because I did it, like, such a long time ago on Two White Lights, where, like, our first guest I was playing it with, and it was such, like, a bold thing, because I'm like, I never talked to these people in my life, and I'm just playing (laughs) fuck, Mary kill, and I remember Heather Connor was on the show, and I'm like, this could go really poorly, if I, like, if I say the wrong thing here, and luckily she's, uh, she's very outgoing and has a, you know, a But I'm like, you probably should have thought about a new segment prior to getting people on the show.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Ashton. We did we did fuck Mary kill, and we asked him like, because uh, he goes to, like all those different gyms. I think we asked him like fuck Mary kill in between like the the three main gyms he goes to, and he answered it. And then afterwards, he texts us like, "Hey, can you keep that can you keep that on. I don't want this gym to see this me." <laughs> <laughs> Based on my response. Well, yeah, that was so. I, uh, I mean, uh,
0: fucking, we had Brandon. I had Brandon Franklin on a while ago, and he thought I was gonna play fuck, Mary kill like with women, and like people. And I, I didn't, I didn't touch like a. Per- I would make him do like his sponsorships.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do, like, do. Like, I was, I was trying. Uh, I pick. I try and pick something like funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think for Russ, I was like, you're dating Ma- a girl named Martha. All right, let's do three Marthas, but like they were all like. It was like, uh, Mar- Martha Wayne from like this Batman, Martha Wayne from like this Batman and stuff like that. I can't, I can't remember why we did it exactly, but. All right. Well, all right. Uh,
0: fuck, fuck, Mary. kill, uh, Charlie, Mac and Frank. I'm leaving out Dennis. Cause I just, I would assume you would have to kill him just because like he, if you don't kill him, he'll probably yeah. kill you first.
2: That's tough. I think I'd, uh, I think I'd marry Charlie. I, I think it'd be fun to be like a gruesome twosome with him. <laughs>
0: Play nightcrawler. Mac,
2: Mac, Mac being night. gay now, I feel like he's uh, he's got some moves. He's probably a good power bottom, <laughs> and so like I guess I'd have to. Kill, man, I don't want to kill Danny DeVito.
0: Exactly right. This is where FMK gets really dark. <laughs> so it's hard to kill yeah. Frank.
1: Well, you're going backwards now because you chose Russ because of money, and you're killing Danny DeVito, and he has all the money. He's the only
2: reason they well, can. It's do He's got anything. all money. Because I, I like Joey, Sean, and Russ. I like all of them. Yeah. So, so like Russ having money was like that extra point.
1: That was the tipping point. Yeah, got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still good to have financial security. Yeah, it's still good to have that on top of the good looks, which Frank Reynolds has both.
2: It's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Frank and Charlie are like a, a package deal, and I think we could have like a fun thruple kind of thing going on.
0: I was I was asked by people like is the is the Andy Wang thing a real thing like is the Thrupple an actual thing I'm like why the fuck are you asking me
2: dude I get asked that so, so much and I was just like hey ask him
0: yeah it was so i like it hey, hey, makes more sense to like, me I get that I think
2: it, I get that you want to know but also like mm-hmm. doesn't the mystery kind of make it a little bit better
0: yeah oh, no, I don't know exactly but also I'm like guys I all right I understand I have a powerlifting <laughs> podcast but. We're not actual fucking, like, we're not trying to find dirt on these people. I don't know. I'm like, I've, I've literally never had a conversation with him in my life, like, in person. Yeah, I, remember,
2: <laughs> I listened to the the Derek podcast you did with him, and uh, what he was, like, talking about, yeah, man, it gets crazy after these untested meats. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it really does not get that, that crazy. <laughs> we we joke about it getting crazy but it's it's not like that
0: yeah well all right yeah i think i think garrett kind of alluded to it on his too and it was funny because i'm like i have no idea like even when i'm at untested meets i don't like go out with like most of the guys afterwards i kind of just kind of stick with my own crew so i don't know what happens but the
2: imagination <laughs> there, he's like the best joke about having like an after party but every time I get home, I shower, I'm like okay, let's go eat, and then I'm super tired. I'm just <laughs> ready for bed. I'm like, oh, I'll do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I I feel you on that. Like drinking after a meat's hard. I do it, but it's hard. That's the hardest part of the meat. is me. Drinking I'll have like
2: after the maybe one beer.
0: Yeah, I I drink excessively once in the UK, and I like my heart was skipping beats because I was so pumped on. A, I mean, like caffeine and the adrenaline and then i just started yeah. slamming beer afterwards um my i couldn't sleep at night and my heart was like actually i felt i'm like oh great i'm gonna die in england and my mom's gonna be really upset with me because
2: i, I was planning my like my after party like a week after
0: that's 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 a good idea now that's smart thinking
2: and then also i could party with like my friends back in at home and yeah. I don't have to uh, look, like, drunk in front of people I see five times a year.
0: That's, uh, that's, a, that's a smart strategy. I actually got to start doing that. But I'm not going to. But I got to start, like, thinking about doing it. <laughs> I'm going to still always opt to drink after a meet. Um, wait, did you come to a conclusion, though? Or are you, are you kind of, is that your way of avoiding the question because you don't want to kill Frank Reynolds? Um... I do agree. Mac. You don't, like, Mac looks great.
2: Plus, he's Jack, too. Yeah, Yeah, he he looks
0: fantastic. He's a good-looking guy. And also, like, again, if you kill the character after they came out the closet, you might get canceled, like, right there. That's good. That's true. You don't want want that happening.
2: Yeah, I guess I'd have to kill Frank. I feel like, I mean, Dan Vito, he's he's getting up there in age, too, so he's already lived a solid life. (laughs) It's kind of one of those situations (laughs) of, like, Oh, we're out. We're stranded on a raft, and only like five. You can only fa- save five people. You're not saving the 85 year old.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh,
2: <laughs> actually, we we did that scenario in like fourth grade, and everyone like everyone in our class like agreed. Like, no, we're getting rid of like the 85 year old. And this one girl, and she was like the the description was she had her just doctorate in like psychology or something like that. And everyone's like, no, like fuck her, like. We'll let her die. (laughs) And this one girl (laughs) was like on the verge of crying because she's like, My grandmother's a psychology (laughs) professor. And if you kill her, it's like you're killing my grandmother. Like, we don't give a shit about your grandmother.
0: (laughs) Wait, they made you play that in fourth grade?
2: yes i swear to that's, god it was weird
0: that's a bold one for fourth graders but that's, it was
2: amazing that's,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't need to give fourth graders more moral conundrums and like it might, it might
2: have been like sixth grade or like middle school but i was, remember
0: i remember doing that in high school for american problems i remember that because that's like i don't know i think it's appropriate time to start talking about that shit but now i'm gonna I, I think it might have been
2: seventh school. grade now that i'm thinking about it actually oh dude but
0: even even then it's like well, I mean that's the that's the best age to do it with the most insane. Yeah, that seventh grade is yeah. brutal. Seventh grade is fucking ridiculous. They're mentally ins- like they're mentally insane. They are
2: insane like, people. I, whenever I ask like friends that are teachers, I'm like, "What grade do you teach?" And they always tell me like, if they tell me like sixth to eighth grade I'm like, well, Why?
0: Yeah, it <laughs> is it is rough for sixth and eighth graders, and it's it's gonna be funny one day when my like former middle school students listen to the podcast. And then being like, fuck, Mr. Fortino thought we were insane the entire time. <laughs> like, he was telling people that we were insane. I'm like, yeah, you guys are actually insane at that age. It's very hard communicating with you.
2: I can look back and be like, I was a dick as a sixth grader, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, fuck, Mary, kill. Because the podcast segues off to things about not powerlifting, which is fine. But Yeah, I prefer, that. I yeah. prefer it
2: that way. Talk, I, talk about powerlifting enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got to we got to pivot, Steve. We got to pivot from powerlifting. <laughs> two White Lights is going to be strictly life lifestyle, like lifestyle based podcast. But um, your let's go accomplishments now: beating Brett Gibbs, showdown, and what would be the other one? The first time you totaled two K tribute.
2: Okay, um, I think uh, I think I'd marry IPF Worlds. I'd fuck the one K one K at the showdown, and probably kill two K.
0: Oh, that hurts me. That hurts. Really that, that was like when you did that. It was. It was one of those things where I'm like, holy shit! Like, really? Like, what the fuck the, is happening? The two K? Yeah, two K at eighty two and a
2: half. Uh, I thought. I think the one K at ninety is more impressive. Personally, oh, no.
0: personally, it is like it is, but it was like. It it's one of those things we expect it from you now. At the time it's like how is he actually gonna fucking do this? And he and you did it. And I'm like, this is insane. This is insanity. Because this is like at a time where a lot of eighty twos I guess even even on the untested side were looking to break like eighteen hundred. And they're that'll yeah. be great meat for them and you you got two K. It's like what the fuck, why do we even compete in the sport? <laughs>
2: uh I think I think for me, like the, the 1K was kind of when it's when I hit that, it was kind of when it started the conversation, like putting me talking with like Ed Cohen in that kind of realm. So I think that for me, was just felt um, way better than 2K or like the 2K was like, oh, he's one of the best 180 wonders of all time. Whereas like the showdown uh, became like, oh, he's one of the best of all time.
1: I can see that. And what, I, what Angela said, I can see from your perspective, it's hard to differentiate because they're both amazing to you, but I agree with Angela. Like it's almost hard. Sometimes I don't say this word work to get as excited when you do things, because we literally just know it's going to happen. Like you keep just doing ridiculous things and we just kind of know it's going to happen versus the two K total was the first time. Like anyone had ever done anything like that to where it was like this, like complete shock and awe to powerlifting that's kind of i i I kind of agree with angela at least from a spectator point of view that that was kind of like the big shock and awe moment where every single time we see you now we're just like if you threw down a 2300 total next meet like yeah of course he would
2: yeah i feel i feel that (laughs) i i I get what you're saying um yeah it's just like from my perspective and knowing like how i felt after hitting each of those three like I'll, i'll put those three as like my like three like milestones of my meet or of my um career, and I think my favorite is the the one k but the the i p f worlds just hold a place in my heart yeah
1: so what's the goal for you're doing the American pro in July I think it is what's the goal then is it that um, you, said-
2: you know i don't have like that's that's actually like other things like going back to when you said like how do you stay motivated um it's always been like all right like I need to do something to get to that 1,000 kilo total. Like, I don't have to hit it at this meet, but I want to, like, better, like, at least, like, take a step forward towards that. And um, I guess now it's kind of just working towards that 800, 600, 900. But it's also weird. cause like, I feel like, um, especially after hybrid, like, I feel like the bench is there. Uh, deadlift, if I could stay healthy, is there. So it's it's, it's just a huge jump for squats, so it's kind of weird to focus on that one.
0: Yeah, that'll be that'll be uh exciting to see and that'll be uh, yeah, that would be the next meet that you do. Um have you ever thought about going into other strange sports? Cause I know you dabble a little bit in strongman, right?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was supposed to do the official strongman games back in November, but um between Messing up my quads at the show, at yeah, showdown. And then I wasn't planning on doing hybrid this year, but they bumped the pay up significantly. So I kind of made the decision to do hybrid easy. And then it just would have been basically showdown to straw man back to piloting, would have just been too hard to kind of transition to each sport so i decided to postpone that one but i definitely would like to do astronomy me to again in the future
1: speaking speaking of your training and training like log press we see that question for you because this is what i've heard you can confirm or deny the truth to it i i've heard that for the most part what we see of your training is what you do like you pretty much just squat bench deadlift and then throw in some log presses for fun and that's about the extent of what you do
2: um Yes and no. Like, um, I kind of, like, wing it on accessories. I do more accessories than I show, but at the same time, I kind of just do them as I feel like. I'll be like, All right, I, I assume like mainly
1: arms, because seeing you back in 2017 and 18, your arms are massive compared <laughs> to then. Uh, I, I've, like,
2: uh, I'm trying to remember the last time I've done a a bicep curl. Well, I hate you, uh, then. Because <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. well, yes, I mean, like yes, all, all my bicep traded is from like back work. I don't, it I don't do... in, Was it, was it 2018?
1: Maybe I don't know what. It was. Whatever it is, right? It was right when you were switching. I remember it was the first time I think I saw you in person. Was in the? It was. I think it was 2018 or 17. Arnold warm up room, and I thought to myself, no one would ever see him and think that dude is the strongest tested lifter in the entire world because you look like you looked fairly normal like you weren't but, like a russ like you, you weren't you didn't have like a russ build as a 183 lifter
2: yeah that's but actually now, really funny that you bring that up because like i'll uh i'll downplay like my number like the numbers i can hit if someone if some random person like ask me how much i bench i'll usually just say like 400 or something like that because if i say 600 <laughs> they're gonna be like bullshit yeah yeah
1: because i mean expect you did, i don't think you can get away with that as much anymore because now you're freaking ginormous like Thinking of you in like 2018 versus now, um, even though what it's like, you're about, I guess, 30 pounds ish bigger. Is that correct? 30, 35 pounds. 20. Yeah, you look. You look. You can't. I. Don't, I couldn't get away with saying like, you're just an average gym bro anymore. Versus I'm when I saw like, you in 2018, like, uh, you looked.
2: I've noticed since moving up to 198, I get recognized way more, and I. I don't know if that's just like becoming popular but i think like a combination of uh like the tattoos are kind of like distinct enough and then on top of that like a bigger you just like us like i I feel like people like oh he's he's a bigger guy and then they'll like kind of be like oh i think i know him from i think i saw him on instagram or something like that whereas when i was a 181 or i just like an average guy
0: it, it's interesting that you bring that up, Steve, because I had, like, <laughs> almost the opposite thing, but I think it was because of the weight class. In 2018 was the first time I saw you in person. I was at the animal cage when uh, you and Garrett were deadlifting. Yes. And I was like, holy fuck, he's in my weight class? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I did, like, if you were, like, because I was, still I'm pretty, pretty undersized for an 82, but I just remember being like, he's bigger than Garrett. Like he looks bigger than Garrett, and Garrett was uh, competing at 198 at the time, and I and I was pretty new. Garrett's nervous. tall. Yeah, I think that was that was it. I'm like, Garrett is a noticeable 198. Like I could look and be like, yeah, he's 198. That's where he competes. And I look at you. I'm like, how the fuck did he get down to 83? And now it's now it's like you're you're you've grown so much as far as size goes that it's even more so. But I think it was just me being pretty nuanced and like new to powerlifting where I couldn't like grasp it. And I just didn't know you were that big.
2: I uh, See, I get like, I'll, I'll get both ends. I'll get people to be like, wow, you're a lot bigger in person. Or I'll get people like, wow, you're a lot smaller than I thought you'd be.
0: P- people do that with my height and that's infuriating because both are insults. <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> yeah, never, I get that too. You never, I, I get height a lot too.
0: You never get, that's <laughs> never, it's never right, going to. Are be you
1: saying, of are you saying any, you saying there is this someone who's come up to you and said you're taller than they thought you'd be? Cause I don't, I don't believe that
0: that was said to me once because here is yeah. so one time, one yes. time that was said to you. Yes. Well, no, here's what happens. So it happened to a point where like, there was a joke going around that I was tall and people were like, he looks tall on in his Instagram videos. I'm like, I don't know how you could tell, but okay. So then people would like say, yeah, he's the tallest power lifter in the world or whatever. So then they let me in, like, what the fuck? Like, you're so short. I'm like, yeah. Like, that was a joke. But then people started <laughs> calling me really short on Instagram, and then they're like, they're not as short. Like, they're describing you as, like, circus midget, like, short. I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, none of these are ever compliments, by the way. Like, it's it will be good to be like, man, you're a mile bigger than I thought. Like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. But then, like, you're shorter or taller than I thought you would be. That's like, I'm always short in that in, – in that – in that explanation, I'm just always short guy. Uh, I
2: don't know. If you probably don't know this, but like, have you seen the scene in Family Guy when they're like, "I feel like a dwarf among midgets right now"? <laughs> yeah. That's you. how I felt when I was in the 181. Cause like, I feel like all the 181s yeah. are like five five. And yeah. I'm five no, yeah,
0: they they are.
2: Like There's especially no... like Brett and Russ.
0: Uh, Gruden.
2: Brett for sure.
0: Gr- Gruden though is. Yeah, he's down there. He's. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I actually kind of like look down at you a little bit as far as height goes, and it's, it's a, it's a cool feeling. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I definitely align myself with the short community, and I, I, but I'm like, man, I, I understand why people bully short people. You're like, when you start looking down at people, you're like,
2: do you feel pretty good, like, when you're walking a head above some people, like, the, the, when you get to. A, Um, like a a big meet like Worlds or something like that where it's multiple days. You get there on that first day where it's all the like 66 kilo guys. You're just walking around like, man, this feels awesome. (laughs) This is what like six foot three people feel like all the time. Yeah. God, no wonder they have such confidence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good point. And then they get into powerlifting though and then they complain about their height. And I'm like, you guys should, why don't you play another sport? Like all the sports that I was denied growing up, you should be playing those, not the sport that I'll be actually good at.
2: Uh, goddamn twiggy armed alien fox. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, we can, we can, uh, w- would, uh, lifter rating be the most pointless thing in the world or, or what? <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I mean, we still got to do it. We know, we know what's coming,
2: but we've got to do it.
0: What would you honestly rate yourself? Like 90, like one to 99 on your lifter
2: rating. Squat uh, um, so for squat, I'd give myself like 94. Um, <laughs> Bench, bench. I'd give myself a ninety-nine, yeah, and then deadlift maybe like a ninety-seven.
0: I'd probably so go. 90, I'd probably go ninety-nine on deadlift too, just because like it's hard to. You're giving me that look, and it's not. I don't like it,
2: <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> only because like it's 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 really hard to distinguish because you're in th- three separate weight classes, and it's like hard because for the longest time you had the record at eighty-two and a half.
2: And I had the, had the three three weight class records for about yeah, five minutes. So fucking Blake could have broken the next meet.
0: Were you actually mad about that?
2: Uh, I wish he would have done it like <laughs> one one meet after, so I could like say that I'm a three weight class record holder for like a few months
0: well i asked because when i was on- <laughs> but I,
2: I really like blake so like yeah i was i was happy to see him break it
0: well when i was on the live stream i saw the comments and like man it's like i actually feel bad for john i'm like fuck you guys what <laughs> i'm like you guys feel bad for i'm like he got one of his all-time records taken away from him I'm like oh i'm sorry he only has two now that sucks and technically
2: unofficially i was a four weight class record holder for a little bit
0: yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah i just i, I remember seeing that comment again like Hey, that's why live stream comments gonna be a thing because it actually throws me off my game because I just want to start yelling at my computer.
2: Like if anyone, oh, sees- I was live I'll, I'll, stream uh, in the warm up room, <laughs> like where, reading the comments, where <laughs> where and you, I thought like I found I screenshot <laughs> one that was like after uh, my third squad, they were like John Hack is washed, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I missed one attempt and I'm washed,
0: dude. That wasn't. I mean you probably yeah you probably saw all of them. You should actually make comments yourself. That would, that would have been the most boss. I, I didn't, didn't want get. people knowing. that was That's
1: there. what I was hoping. I was wanting a Kevin Durant situation where you were in there trolling under some burner account. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that. If I was going to do it, if I was going to comment, it was going to be on my, my actual account.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'd be boss if you just, if you go and insult the person back who said you were watch while you were competing. Like, that would be the ultimate <laughs> own.
2: <laughs> I should have just been like, hey, watch this bench real quick.
0: Like, hey. <laughs> Hey, right now, yeah, right now I'm warming up. I, I, I'm in the warm-up room warming up with weight that you, will ne- you won't never, you will even come close to touching in your yeah.
1: life. Well, none of us saw your bench, though. We just saw the shoes.
0: Yeah, the uh, shoes. That was, that I was missed all plan. three benches. <laughs> that was the worst. Like, it's funny because we're, you know, like, we're trying to make commentary professional. Like, I'm trying hard. <laughs> but then I'm like, that was fucking terrible commentary. Because I'm like, is he wearing light-up shoes? And, like, the entire bench, I'm like, oh, my God, he's wearing light-up shoes. And then you hit it, and then... I'm like, oh, yeah, and he hit the bench. Fuck. That was terrible. I've actually,
2: like, I've had them for every meet for the last, like, three years. I've just never actually turned them on for an attempt.
0: Oh, God. Yeah,
2: that's. (laughs) So, no joke. Like, I got those probably back in, like, 2019 for the first time. And I walked into the gym. as a joke. I was blown away by the grip on those shoes. Like, it's definitely the best (laughs) grip I've ever used.
0: Nice. Well. Yeah.
2: So, and they're only like 30 bucks on Amazon. So I get a new pair every, like, two weeks before every meet.
0: Well, now you gotta, now you gotta kind of lean into it. You gotta trademark them and see if you can, like, get that either a sponsorship going or make, like that's a John Hack official like.
2: Bench shoe. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll. Well, yeah, I'll collab with a uh, Notorious Lifts and get some light up ones. Because there really isn't a bench shoe. This. There's a sumo shoe.
1: There's squat shoes. There are no bench shoes. So you you need to come out with the first ever bench shoe, and it's the light up
2: hacks. <laughs> yeah, I'll, have to, I'll 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 contact Nike and uh, see if they'll. No, no, they'll no. get try, on that.
0: Try to do Notorious Lifts, so I could somehow get some money out of this. Whole deal. Right. If, the, if, if this is. If, this if they can see- figure
2: out how to put LED lights at the bottom of Notorious Lifts, I'll rock them.
0: Well, you heard. All right. Well, they're the sponsor of Two White Lights. So you got, if you should be listening right now, Notorious Lift. If you're not, shame on you. But do it right now. And actually, in the ad read at the beginning of the show, I'm going to fucking say it. Just put LED lights in there. Um, and you pretty much got the best marketing possible right now with that. So. Um, there you go. Yep. Yeah. What, uh, Steve, what do you got for uh, his lifter rating then? Because we're, we're, get, we're getting...
1: 97. Eight. Are are we using his? Because I don't feel like we no, can use his it. because that doesn't yeah. make him... A, you are a 99 overall, and we have to have you a because there's no way you're not.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, I, I would like to argue. Like, I've listened to a few of these podcasts. And I feel like some people get their rating. Like, like I don't know. I think they give it to you. I, I don't
1: disagree with Name that. There, there, there are some right
2: people now. that... <laughs>
0: Name all the people you think you gave their higher rate, higher ratings than they deserve. Right now, all of them. I'm I'm fucking with you, by the way. You don't need. To I'm, do I'm that. trying to like.
2: <laughs> I I don't think it's like a a perfect person in general, but I think like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm putting myself. Uh, I guess it's just like my like where I see like myself as like. I don't know. Like I see someone that's like a top ten national lifter and. Like, personally, like, <laughs> I know Russ got a lot of shit for this. When he was like, I don't care about, like, the, who's ranked number 10 or whatever. Uh, and, like, that's kind of my thought process. Like, I usually uh, – I'll, I'll look at, at a meet, like, the top five competitors of my weight class kind of thing. Like, if, if you're outside that top five, the chance of you um, – like, you could podium, I think. But I think, like, the chance of you getting, like, first or second – just it's it's very slim, so I kind of don't look into like I don't like scout them as much. So um, yeah, well, I like when some when okay. someone's like in the top ten or like or, like a rank ten and they're giving themselves like a ninety four or something like that, that's when I'm like, mm, okay, slow down.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with you on
2: that. Well like I would say they're like like around like an 87 is like a top 10 lifter in my mind
0: i'd agree an 87 if you guys are playing madden that's a fantastic rating
2: yeah like that's what i'm thinking too yeah. like I, I think uh for a little bit madden scores were pretty inflated and i think they pulled back in the last couple of years yeah, yeah well and man, if the bears could the ever rating.
1: have an 87 rated qb in madden i'd be thrilled just we mind. just need to get out of the 70s yeah I'd-
0: I yeah, I don't think I've ever seen us like have a quarterback in the eighties on a Madden game. I think Jay Color was no. like eighty one, and that was his best we we're gonna get.
2: Are you a Bears fan? Yeah, both of us. We both are. I am a Vikings fan, so I got, I feel your pain
1: there. I was thought I thought you were gonna say you are a Packers fan, being yeah. from. No, I'm are am from? With, are you from I, Wisconsin? I am from Wisconsin? Wisconsin. My whole okay. family's
2: Packers fans, but I am a Vikings fan.
0: I like All that. Right. You know what? I if I couldn't respect you enough, that really. That's that's an admirable thing to do. Uh, being a Bears fan will be kind of a dick move just because you want to piss off your... But, like, the Vikings are like, yeah, you go through some shit if you're a Vikings fan. Like, some real shit Dude, if you're a Vikings honestly fan. Honestly,
2: though, like, being from Wisconsin and, like, watching Packers fans just, like, react to any game is it's so frustrating because, like, they'll have, like, the most minor inconvenience. Like, uh... Aaron Jones, a good tackle for like only a two yard gain, and they'll freak the fuck out. Like, we're gonna fucking (laughs) lose.
0: Well, I mean, like, hey,
2: okay, go a couple seasons of the Vikings fan and then come at me.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Like, uh, everyone else in the NFC North, it's like always (laughs) like, fuck you, Packer fan. Like, it is painful. You've you've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for like
2: 30 (laughs) years.
0: It's painful to be the other three teams. Even the the Vikings are good. Like they have good yeah we, ha- we have like
2: one good year every like three or two years or so, yeah,
0: but like
1: they're you at least control Super Bowl winners with the cousins curse right now, though
2: <sighs> I'm not a- I am not a cousins fan.
1: I don't think he's gonna be there. It sounds like he's getting traded
2: I hope so yeah
0: i, I uh, yeah i um i like the the losses the Vikings have are fucking like terrible. Then the Bears just, like, it's misery for us, like, no matter what. Like, our organization sucks. Then there's the Lions, too, in the NFC North. They're like, we don't see anything.
2: I think everyone just, like, kind of wants the Lions. They're, they're kind of like, oh, like uh, I like the Lions. Like, no one hates the Lions.
0: Yeah, but then they're like, and oh, of course, you, like, you get two wins out of the Lions a year. Like, it's, it's such a great team to have there. Like, we did <laughs> <laughs> it. It's like, the Bears? Bears did, right? We got I two wins. So. The Lions. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know we got one, and that was the worst. Oh, yeah, we did get – and it was the worst Thanksgiving game of all time. Nagy and – uh who's the fucking guy on the, on the Lions? It was like they didn't know when to call timeouts. They were accidentally – Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Campbell. Dan, uh, Dan Talica. Dan Campbell. They didn't know when to call timeouts. They were calling like timeouts when they didn't have timeouts. It was a very bad ending of that game. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck the Packers. That's that's actually I'm gonna tag the hashtag #fuck the Packers. That's going to be the hashtag on <laughs> this this podcast.
2: Perfect, I agree. Um,
0: but yeah, I think uh, with the lift back down to the lifter rating, like 99. I think we got to give the. the I'm, I'll
2: four, say a 98. Eight.
0: No, do no. We got to send you a shirt, so <laughs> we got to send oh, you something. Okay. So you got to go 99. We can't put 99. Who's the other, oh
2: Taylor? Her well, you
1: know, here's what I give you. You can you can confirm or deny. But this is also based off of like doing all of these and seeing what people write and kind of how we're doing it. You're the number five squat of all time. And honestly, I'm going to call it number four because I don't really c- count Amit superior squats because they were all high. So the best squat ever is Malik Dernstein at 778, and you're 749. I think that reasonably is a 96 to a 97 to be the fourth best squat ever at 198. You have the best bench ever in a full meet. Uh, the only person to beat you was in a bench only. And then your deadlift, I mean, in reality, it's basically tied with whoever Merrick Zick is for the top deadlift ever. So 99 bench, 99 deadlift, it's just contention over your squat. You said 94, I say 97.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: And then if you're 97, 99, 99, we got a 99 overall rating, and you get a free t-shirt.
0: Yes.
2: I'll take a free T-shirt.
0: Yeah, that's that's the coveted two eye lights ninety nine lifter rating T-shirt. Only been given out once. And Taylor Atwood, it'd be great if you could lift in the fucking thing and show it once in a while. Do
1: it. Do we? At, he actually had. I didn't know if we ever sent him one because he's never worn it.
0: No, mother. I we I we sent it to him. I got the tracking number. I mean, I don't control the things. That's uh, our our guys over in Leffler Bros. But. Yeah, I never see him wear it. I am like, motherfucker, you better wear this thing once because <laughs> we we gave it to you. So that's also like a intimidate. Like, a, does it just say
2: like two white lights, or does it say like it says ninety nine at overall?
0: Atwood ninety nine overall, two white lights, and it's like stars. It's around. actually pretty dope. It's a kind it's of it's actually really pretty great. dope. We'll we'll draw one up for you and uh, and and send you one. And it's like also could be the most valuable shirt ever. It's like one has ever been made. Like one of one, I'll take that. Yeah, like that's you're only going to get one hack 99 lifter rating so that's like you can sell that possibly at
2: the. do you guys do, you guys do like nfts or whatever <laughs> we, we <sell> <laughs> it's I, just I, funny I, you say that because we talked about that last
1: episode because angelo does not know what an nft is and we talked about having uh Wheeze, sean mills on to do a whole episode <laughs> teaching angelo what is an nft <laughs>
2: <laughs> jesus so like uh i went to some gym and some kid was like Try to, like, get me to, like, invest in NFTs. I'm just like, that's the stupidest sounding idea I've ever heard. That's a picture that I buy that, like, anyone else can screenshot? I, but you own it. I, <laughs> I was like, it sounds like a scam.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I understand it at all. Um, I, but uh, I don't know. Like, we have to have an episode of it to really understand if we should do it or not. Because I think for us it makes sense, right? I don't know images of two white lights.
2: But well, like it's it's really funny that because uh, I I, I I uh right before this I was I was just on Twitter and I I searched my name <laughs> and someone had like an NFT of like a picture of me and I was like, how is that legal? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta sue. Like, how do
2: you- I was like, "How do you, out of whatever? I don't give a shit." No, do it. Well, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, what you Liam
1: Robbins stuff. is the one? Is that the guy who did your? Well, he's done both of your guys, but the, on the the coffee cup you have, he's if there's NFTs and powerlifting. It would be him. Good
2: point. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Good point. Yeah, that would.
2: Uh... Also, like, it just doesn't make sense to me because, like, isn't the whole thing with like Bitcoin that there's a limited number of them, or is like you could just. Dude, keep making uh, yeah, yeah. more fucking NMT's? if you start
0: talking to me about that shit like that's that's my cue to like <laughs> you know there's this conversation topic so you're like fuck I'm I'm done like right, I, we, I we, we, we'll move on yeah I can't, so, uh, like no, someone,
2: someone like brought that up to me in the gym one time and I was just like I don't give a fuck about NFTs yeah,
0: oh, NFTs and crypto I'm like you know what I maybe I should like learn about this shit like investing and all that stuff but I'm like I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about and it's and actually it's like it's not so much uh that they're like in the wrong for talking about it. I'm just like this is just the conversation. This is probably what people feel like when I start talking about sports. They're like dude, no one fucking cares about that game. Like shut up. Like you're so annoying. I fr- I feel that like whenever someone like really goes hard in crypto and nft with me. I'm like I, I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> I'm going to exit. I'll
1: say it. Sports have more validity than than JPEGs of random monkeys.
0: I okay. I'll I agree with that. I you that joke? If that was one, I don't. It
1: wasn't It wasn't even a joke. It's those no, stupid monkeys NFT I, ones, the apes that get sold for like a hundred thousand dollars.
0: My mind is raised. Frickin' Eminem
1: bought one for like a million dollars that looked like him apparently, and they made it his Twitter profile pic.
0: Damn. I guess that's a flex now. I guess material objects, you just can't flex as much as uh, JPEG.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. We've, we've, been talking, we've been talking for an over an hour, and I know people are probably going to upset at this, but, okay, the fist bump situation. We got to talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was, was going to, like, bring <laughs> that up. We got to talk well, about well,
2: it. When you introduced me, I, was, <laughs> I totally forgot to do this. I was going to be like, well, it was... It was I felt obligated to come on the podcast after I left you hanging.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the payment is just coming on the podcast. So did you? I, see I came my... back for the
2: fist bumper, you right? Did
0: you did? No one remembers that. No one cares about it. The it was funny because like someone said like like I looked into the camera like and that's the exact moment Angelo knew he was going to get memed for about, <laughs> about a week. And dude, I, they
2: were so quick with the memes on that
0: yeah i was well i was psyched. like i literally
2: like got back to the warm-up room and i got like a notification that i got tagged in something and it was it was the meme, and that was when i was like oh i gotta go back now god damn it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah like that was the, i'm like this is fucking it, it, but also i was like psyched because i'm like oh shit people are actually tuning into the the like interview part and i'm like good like we need more people to like view powerlifting live streams so i was happy about it i'm happy people were watching closely enough but yeah like i just remember i remember thinking to myself like why the fuck did you go for a fist bump after you shook his hand like you shouldn't have done that that's as bad that's just a bad like i don't want to be like self-deprecating and blame myself for the situation but that one i'm like that was well don't blame crazy.
2: me i just didn't see it
0: why i mean who else would i i can't blame steve <laughs> Yeah, I got to blame someone <laughs> here. Um, yeah, I, that was, so you just didn't see it? That's it? There was yeah, no yeah, message being sent? There it. was no message being sent? Well, to what about you, Homelander? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, <laughs> well, how, well, well, uh, how about my the my initial was introduction? I was, I was just finishing up with the meet. I was pretty, uh, pretty adamant at that point. The initial
1: introduction was the highlight of my weekend that you uh you you sat down and said steve Danovi, right
0: yeah. Steve yeah angelo that's no that was... i, I
1: had that saved on my phone and i will i will repost that every three months for the that, rest of my life
0: that was the biggest slant I, I i felt like deflated after you said that i'm like oh fuck. <laughs> like that one that one like stung but you did it you did it nonchalantly and you did it right into the microphone like people heard it and i'm like that was fucking good i'm like he just made it seem he just he really did make it seem like i don't know who this fucking guy in the white shirt is <laughs> it was it was awesome that one that one was a slam but the memes got made for the other one and yeah i got memes. i know like
2: great. that's that's like the thing that sucks like the thing that was intentional that i thought was like way funnier was uh kind of overshadowed by just a mess up <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, for, that was, yeah, and I have to give you kudos that that one was that was a good that was a good slam. I like that one. Um, Thank you.
2: I, I'm glad someone appreciated it. Yeah,
0: but really quick, just for the promo of the show, I'm gonna do a live fist bump to you if you can just maybe return the favor. And okay. there we go. All right. <laughs> All right. That is that is the first ever like live fist bump I've ever done, and it's it's appropriate that it was on this episode.
2: Um. I'm gonna be honest. I was about to like fist bump like your fist on my screen. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to the camera.
0: Yeah, dude. I was actually, thinking, I was thinking about that initially. I'm like, I was, yeah, I was like, you guys, can't. This is bad radio. But I was going to my right and just f- fist bumping my goddamn mixer. Then I'm like, oh wait, we gotta get, we gotta actually get to the webcam here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's it's been a pleasure having you on. It's been a long time coming. If you listen to like the episodes of Two White Lights in like 2018 um, this is like a big milestone for the show because I fanboyed over you pretty hard in the early episodes and I'll, I'll be honest I
2: think I, I think you might have messaged me in like 2018 or something like that for an interview and I was kind of like who the
0: fuck is this guy? <laughs> nah. Yeah that Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah like, we talked about
1: like... <laughs> Do you know about the the Jimmy Fallon is it No, not Jimmy Fallon. Who is it? Uh, the other late night host and Matt Damon, how every single time Matt Damon, like when he finally comes on, he goes some him and he ends the show. Is it Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Matt yeah. Damon.
1: Jimmy Kimmel.
2: Yeah. yeah. We yeah.
1: debated doing that. <laughs> We we thought that that might we would just have you on real quick and then we just like hey it's we were, we're too late we're actually going to be going and interviewing so and so so great or to have you on John you, and I, I think
2: we should have like done that for like a year yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like every episode like I'll pop on for like a couple seconds like say hi to Steve and then just like holy totally dog knowledge Angelo and then <laughs> pop off man
0: I'm actually I'm actually mad that you told me. that's a fucking great goddamn running gag shit. Right, that's it. This this episode is not being released. We're doing all of this, this. All of this is being wiped. We're doing that instead. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. Like, and, like we put every episode in, and then it's like with John Hack, and you just only come in for thirty seconds. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, hey, what's up, Steve? Oh, I, I, I gotta go, lift guys. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> all right see you. It's like we just market every episode as with John Hack. Um, yeah, actually, if you look through some some DMs though I sent to lifters, it's funny. Because, like, ha- I, I think I sent Joey, like, three, like, when I was first, like, on. And he – he t- it took him a while to come on. And he just, he just never saw my DMs. Like, never fucking saw them. So, and then he, like, messaged me. He's like, oh, yeah, shit, I'd love to come on the show. I'm like, all right, nice. I just made it through the probably, like, 9,000 DMs he gets a day. And then um the, the, the other one, Amanda Lawrence, I looked through DMs on that when I asked her to come on in, like, 2018. And – got her got her on the show and I think the other one that still hasn't responded is Marissa Inda. And oh. yeah, that one was <laughs> that one was that that one uh that one was sent in 2018. I'm like, fuck it, try it. That was my that was my strategy with getting people. Out. I'm like, fucking they'll say no. And that's about it. So <laughs> What did they just get, You should have just messaged I get, me. I could no. ask
2: for a lot of like podcasts and stuff. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do, like, the smaller ones.
0: No, that's fair. It would have been so fucking funny if you just messaged me no. Like, I, I think fun?
2: I think it's because I always get, like, asked, like, right after a meet, when I get asked about, like, 30 different podcasts, like, hey, we'd love to have you on. I'm like, hey, I just talked about the meet
0: mm-hmm.
2: on a, three other podcasts. Yeah, that's, How'd the meet go?
0: <laughs> that's actually a thing that I've almost coordinated with King of the Lifts. Like, I actually remember when they had, like... I was about to have Jesus Elevera's on, and I'm like, are you about to have Jesus Elevera's on? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, do your interview. I'm going to listen to it. Because <laughs> <And laughs> I'm like, I wanted to have him on, but I'm not going to have the same fucking podcast twice. Like, that people are like, give, give Jesus the same podcast twice. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of past the interviews, though.
1: Yeah, that's why we got in kind of away from in the first place. We just kind of just sit down and talk because the inter- I mean, I think we've interviewed everyone by now. We, we know everyone's stories. We know everyone's a good lifter. I now it's you. just about having some fun and talking about one more Nazis and Italians and stuff.
0: Yeah, I got one more, though. Lane what? Norton. I got Lane. Or- and that's that's. Oh, yeah. Way. We
1: got to get Lane Norton on here. Yeah.
0: That's my big one. That that's that's my uh fucking be a fun one. Yeah, it would be. And I or I or he'd just be totally turned off on how stu- like like how dumb the interview is gonna be. Because it's gonna, it's gonna turn into like so you're having me on, like what are we gonna talk about? I'm like, I ran your program in <laughs> twenty seventeen through two thousand nineteen, let's talk about it. you would probably like, What the fuck? Like that's
2: a terrible <laughs> That's not a question. (laughs) Well that was
0: uh, that's another idea for you. I was like we should just like give the worst questions. Like so what's uh what's um you got you remember when you um when you totaled two (laughs) K? Yeah. I do remember
2: that So I'm like I feel like I've done like interviews like that. And that's why I usually don't like to do podcasts as often. Unless it's like a bigger one like this, where you like you guys like obviously have experience. I've listened to you guys. Like I know it's kind of more like shoot the shit mm-hmm. versus like, hey, what's your sto-? like? How did you get into lifting? Like, yeah. oh, I haven't tra- that, told that story like twenty fucking times.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was. I mean, if you, it's funny because we say like if you listen to Two White Lights interviews, like I like I have to ask it because that's literally the first time me speaking to someone. Like mm-hmm. that's like I ha- I don't know anything about you. The best ones are, like, when you don't know the person at all, and, like, like, oh, shit, this is not a good idea.
2: Well, well, like, I get that if it's, like, someone's, if it's kind of, like, a newer lifter who's, like, just kind of coming onto the scene, and a lot of people don't know them as well. So it's, like, it is fun to hear their story, but I don't know, I feel like at this point in my career, I've told, like, my background in sports enough oh, times that... Fuck, that
0: reminds me. I didn't ask you. How'd you get into lifting?
2: <laughs>
0: I forgot that question to open up I, yeah that would have been great to, to, to open up the conversation with, uh, with that one the, the all time so how did you get involved in the sport of powerlifting
2: how, how, how did you end up here let me, let me hear your whole life story
0: <laughs> alright brother well it's been great it's been fun hopefully we can have you on again sometime if you want to come on just tell us
2: Ooh, ooh, yeah, one, p- one point I wanted to make oh, uh, when I listened to the Derek podcast, and he uh, was basically saying how like I suck in raps. Mm-hmm. I I'm not that bad in raps. So like when I did that rap meet, um, my best competition squat was six sixty, and I hit seven twenty two or seven twenty seven. So I got like sixty ish pounds out of raps after eight weeks. So I just, but I just want to clear that, is, that I don't suck in raps. He told us his opinion. Who is stronger
1: based on your opinion? John Hacker or Derek, Thic- Derek Thistleweight?
2: I'm a better powerlifter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what our sport is. It's not who's the strongest. It's who's the better powerlifter.
0: All right. Well, that's going to be fun uh, telling him this. I can't wait to see the story post. I mean, I like Derek.
2: <laughs> i think he has he could has the potential to be a better pile lifter but as it stands right now i am
0: all right well that's that's another that's another headline grab we can we have a lot of headline grabs this episode
2: like, like when i was listening to this podcast i was like i kind of agree with like a lot of this stuff like yeah that's that's fair like some of my followers get a little...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. ...wrapped off. <laughs> we, talked, we, we talked about that with Chad, too. When Chad was on the show, like, we talked about, like, he's like, the fucking, I love Hack, but fucking Hacks fanboys, like, they gotta stop. Like, they got The stop. Hacktivists. Yeah, the... What, what are they called?
2: The Hacktivists.
0: Oh, I like that. I never
2: heard of that. <laughs> That's good.
0: Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm like... And I, I'm like, I, I, I guess I don't see it, because I'm not adds deep into it but then really though the live stream if i'm going to live stream jamal browners fanboys
2: uh that they, they yeah, are they are wild. they
0: are bad they are annoying as shit i'm sorry so, jamal, like, i love you the, and i, lo- like, I do when,
2: love when like you. my fans like what they do to get on my nerves is like if someone like hits like a crazy total or like a crazy lift and they would be like wow this really puts like john hack into perspective it's just like hey man like give them their props like don't bring me into like yeah talk about like their lift don't
0: like you know what yeah you know what uh, fucking jonathan keiko i posted something about him winning 93 kilos at ipf world and someone was like well he's not the best in the world i'm like i'm like he's he has the best total in 93 I was like, kind of confused like where they were getting at there because I know like the argument, you know, you, you win IPF Worlds doesn't mean you're best in the world. There would be someone better than you. But I'm like, hey, Keiko's got the total. He beat everyone that he needed to beat. And like, well, Hack is the best 90. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like how did yeah, I th- – Yeah, th- so
2: I think weird. that was like the, the exact one I was thinking of. I'm like, uh, yeah, I got tagged in like Keiko's like world champion thing. Yeah, and it's like, that. A- like multiple times I'm like, hey, just give Keiko a- – yeah, <laughs> don't like him. you don't have to compare him to me. He's a well, uh, he's like we're different divisions.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one was why I'm like of all the lifters too. I'm like, man, fucking Keiko. You guys did Keiko dirty like that. Yeah, he's like, so nice. And like he's such a lovable dude. And that guy just, I it would have been great if you would have just responded like, I don't care about what you think of me or your admiration <laughs> of me means nothing. And then just left. Oh. <laughs> that would have ended that guy's entire like, oh my god, like I have to get. I he would. Probably, I think I to like
2: one. I was just like, "This isn't about me."
0: Yeah, do it. That'll actually probably have the best. Uh... I do enjoy, like, love. I do like watching fanboys really fight for their lifter.
2: Well, don't get me wrong; it's entertaining from like my perspective to like see it. But sometimes it's just like, "Ah, oh, man!" Like, all right, <laughs> don't don't talk for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it is, it is like a sport where you get to see everything, too. I always yeah. say that it's like it's a small sport; it's a small world. So we see, like, a lot of the, like, mentions that are happening of us. And, like, LeBron doesn't give a fuck. Like, uh, all the guys, they don't, they don't care if they get mentioned. In Kevin, Kevin Durant does. He's the exception that makes the rule true. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Kevin Durant. And I respect him a lot for him actually starting to troll people, like, from his real account. That, we need more athletes like that. Imagine LeBron James DMing you one day, being like, fuck you. <laughs> and, and that's it like actual lebron james being like fuck you i'm better than you and leaving the conversation
2: yeah i don't even know how i would react to that
0: it wouldn't it, you would it would be incomprehensible but also it would be probably the greatest moment like seeing
2: a little broad james like blue check mark account just being like you'll never achieve a fraction of what i've achieved
0: uh, yeah, just him saying I'm better. than I, Like
2: part of me would be like, "Holy shit!" Like LeBron James responded to me. <laughs> <laughs> that the other part of me would just be like, self defeated mm-hmm. in my life, just knowing that like I'll never be seven feet tall and the best basketball player currently in the world.
0: <laughs> I was I was about to say it'd be funny if you just like summed up LeBron James' entire career about him just being seven feet tall. It's like I'll never be seven <laughs> feet tall. I'm like yeah, that's all he accomplished <laughs> in his life. It's like he's seven I feet mean- tall.
2: That's true. I'll never <laughs> be six feet tall. It sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. No matter what you do, you can never be taller. You will just never be a taller person. I know. Uh, that's that's pretty much the model of powerlifting. You'll, yeah. you'll Can't, never can't
2: be taller. grow uh, taller, so I might as well uh, grow wider.
0: Yeah. Get that get 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 the number bigger. So. Hey <laughs> right, man, well, it's been fantastic having you on again. Welcome on anytime. Good luck with everything, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.